Hey, 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 it's Misty Phillip here. Thanks for joining me today on another episode of the By His Grace podcast, where I encourage you to spark your soul message and chase the dreams God has put in your heart. If you've been around me for any length of time, one of the things that you will hear me say often is use your story to give God glory and to spark your soul message. And if you've heard me speak, I often encourage people to pray this simple prayer. Where does your gifting and your calling line up in this season? Friends, God has uniquely gifted each one of us, and there is work that only we can do. We are created on purpose and for a purpose. But on the road to chasing our dreams, our calling may look different in different seasons of our life. One of the things that I am super excited about in this season of my life is the opportunity to walk alongside other men and women who have the desire to serve God through their podcasts. I do this through All Things Spark, through conferences and mastermind coaching and online events. And I shared with you last week that we just launched the new sparkmedia.ventures website. And one of my latest offerings is one-on-one consulting for podcasters who want a targeted plan to help them achieve success in their podcasting. For the last five years, I have gathered people either in person or online for community and to do group coaching. I am delighted to now offer individual one-on-one coaching. I love championing other Christian communicators to reach the goals and desires that God has put on their heart. We launched the program last week, and I've already started consulting with my first few clients, and I am having an absolute blast. But because of my crazy schedule, these spots are limited and they are filling up quickly. So if you are stuck in your podcast journey and you'd love some help, I would love to walk alongside you and work with you. Now, if you already have a podcast and you want to grow that podcast by being surrounded by a supportive community and gain some expert training and have some videos and masterminds, then you should come link arms with us at the Spark Collective that is now open to new members. So how do you know when you are being called by God? Well, that is the topic that we are going to discuss all month long here on By His Grace as we focus on chasing our dreams. I am so excited about today's interview where I talk with my friend and fellow podcast host, Paul Calcote. Paul is the host of Real People, Real Talk, and he is on staff at my church as the college and young adult pastor. He has an expression that he often uses. He says, shoot your shot. And what this means is do the thing that God's called you to do. So I knew that he would be the perfect person to talk to about answering the call. How do you know when you are being called by God? Well, that is what we're discussing all month long here at By His Grace. So listen in to my interview with Paul to see what he has to say about answering the call. And as always, if you like this episode, share it with a friend, leave me a review, or send me a DM in my Instagram because I would love to hear from you. 
Paul Calco. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited that you are here with me today. Yes, Missy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about our conversation. Yeah. So we are going to jump right into it. Today, we are talking about following um, God's calling in our life and answering the call. And I know that that you have answered that call because you are the young adult uh youth I don't, what what is your official title I don't even know you you you're one of the pastors on staff at my church and you're like college and career pastor yeah college and career I think they have so I won't have such a long business card has kind of consolidated to the young adult pastor Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And you're doing a great job there. And so I'm so excited to have you on the show today. You are also a podcast host and uh, tell everybody about your podcast. Yes. I appreciate that opportunity. It's called Real People, Real Talk. It was birthed during the the pandemic in 2020 uh, when college students were turning off their cameras during Zoom. So I was like, what's another way I can reach them, Lord? And so Real People, Real Talk, where my goal is to for every listener to go from surviving to thriving um, spiritually, of course. I want people to know Jesus, but I also want them to thrive relationally, physically, financially, um, and uh, mentally as well. And so that's my podcast in a nutshell. I love it. I love it. So today we're going to talk about your calling. So I just would love to start off and ask you, like, tell me what it was like when you answered the call to ministry. Um, what did that look like in your life? Yeah, um, God is so good. It's, it's humbling to be called to do work for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But um, I had I felt the call at a young age. My dad is a pastor in Mississippi, pastor of a small church and benefits of having a small church. You have opportunities to give your son a chance to get up there and preach. And so at that time, I probably wouldn't have called it preaching, but it gradually grew into preaching. And once I saw how the gospel just had a, a huge eternal difference in people's lives, and the power of the church and helping people. I was like, Lord, I want to do that. And so um, I said, God is so gracious that I've known what I wanted to do. I know what I've been called to do at a young age. So it started then and, uh, you know, it kind of evolves over time. Yeah. So did you go to seminary or did you go to college or how did that work out in, in your life? Crazy thing as a young as a young child in Mississippi, I didn't know that you could go to college for something like that. So I went to Mississippi College uh, where I majored in Christian studies and minored in communications, kind of like using both both of those right now. And God is so good. Like at the age of 19, I started a college ministry on the campus called Lighthouse Ministries. And it still goes on to this day where we had a weekly time of worship and Bible study. And like what what started out as like on Wednesdays is my personal time with the Lord. Um, it grew and it like, you know, affected the campus. And I was like, well, I love college. I love ministry, um, college ministry. Cause growing up, I just thought you either you're the senior pastor or you're the minister of music. I didn't know it was so many different things that you can do. And so the Lord solidified that call just with that ministry going on and on. And when I graduated, the school hired me to continue that ministry. And then they told me um, about this thing called seminary. And I went to seminary and New Orleans Baptist Theological um, Seminary and major. I got my Master of Divinity in Collegiate Ministry. And even though I got those degrees under my belt, I'm still learning constantly as we serve a big God. And so I'm always seeking after him and seeking after knowledge. And so seminaries really um, helped me out and broaden my, my ministry capabilities. Yeah. Okay. So 
your degrees in what did you say? My master, I have a master of divinity with a specialization in college ministry. In college ministry. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yeah. So um, I always asked my husband, I was like, can I go to seminary? And he was like, no. He was like, you can go to the Lanier Theological Library and learn anything. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, they do have a nice library though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I am just a, a geek about the word. Cause you're right that we can learn. So like our God is way beyond, I mean, he's beyond space and time and bigger than we can possibly imagine. So we are always, as long as we are here, we are always learning and growing. Um, but when you were in seminary, I'd love to know, like, how do they teach you to work with college students? I guess that's the question that I want to ask, you know, because I can see like as a pastor teaching you how to, how to be a pastor, but how do they prepare you for college ministry? Man. So they taught us all the things. So we have like a well-rounded degree. And so I think it was maybe six specific classes that was um, college ministry. And one was an internship. So you take those two credits away. It's more four classes. And so it taught us about doing the collegiate ministry on a campus where you're like at a school, let's say um, Texas A&M. It taught us how to do ministry uh, from a church point of view, like what I'm doing now. And then there was just like this third um, way that they taught us is like planning um, a collegiate church. And so the thing with college ministry, it constantly changes. Like the generations change it. And so each year you have a different student and they, um, you can't just, I know sometimes in, in older circles, they lump everybody under 35 in the millennials, but there's other generations um, within um, that age bracket. So they taught us um, the importance of knowing um, the background of, of college students. So college students, when they go off the campus, they're dealing with depression. They're dealing with, um, some are dealing with mental illness, roommate issues, um, financial issues. So they taught us the specific issues that college students face. And then from there, just, you know, you know, those issues and then you tackle it with the gospel. Yeah. So you are currently working with the college age kids at my church, like I said, and how do you reach them? Like what um, are some of the tools that you are using currently um, to, to reach them? Man, so that is ever evolving because I feel like if you're not growing, um, what are you really doing? Right? And so I started using, exactly. So I know the students are on Instagram. So I started being, I used to just post maybe once every three months with when me and my wife travel and say, Hey, we've been here, but now I'm on there on, almost on a daily basis. Um, whether it's like a, a, um, a weekly Monday motivational, have a scripture and just give them, give them everything in 60 seconds. I go live and just talk about different issues that they face, like um, mental health, um, relationships. Those two, they're always asking questions about and respond the most. Um, they're not on Facebook. So when I do Facebook stuff, it's, it's not for them. Um, podcasting. Um, my podcast is, you know, hopefully anybody and everybody will listen to it, but it's specifically ages for those 20 and 30s that try to, to talk about issues that, that they face. And I try to make it fun. I want people to know that having fun and being a Christian are not mutually exclusive. Like I am a Christian. I love the Lord, but I also love to have fun. I love adventure. I love to travel. I love to eat good. I love to try new things. And so that's one of the big things I'm teaching them that, um, you can have the right type of fun as a college student, as a young adult. And so we do different things from sand volleyball tournaments 
to um, basketball tournaments. Uh, we have video. So just different things for them to have fun, you know, after we have a time in the word and in worship. So and also through sermons, just being transparent with them. Like, all right, guys, I I tell them that on a monthly basis, I see one one of the pastors slash counselors at our church. And so I'm not just, you know, teaching to y'all, but I'm taking my own medicine, so to speak. And so I think transparency go a long way with them. Let them know, like, I'm not perfect, but I'm striving to be all that God has called me to be on a daily basis. Yeah. And I think that you just hit on something right now, because I don't know if you call that Gen Z or or what generation it is that of those college students, but right. I know that they are all about authenticity, transparency. Yep. That is, um, they want to see something real. Um, and, you know, they're maybe a little bit different than uh, other, other generations. So I love that, that you are approaching them that with with that. Mm-hmm. And also like being on adventure with Jesus is the best possible right. thing, right? So we should enjoy life and have fun. Like God called us to the abundant life, right? And so, um, yeah, I, I'm glad that, that that's how you approach it. Is Do you have, we're just going to dig into to you a little bit more, Paul. Do you have go. a favorite um, book of the Bible or a favorite scripture of the Bible? Like what, what is God currently speaking to you at the end of 2020, right? We have been, because when, as we're recording this, we're at the end of 2020, 2020 has been a crazy year. Um, it's going to come out in the new year, but I'd love to know what, what is God using right now in your own personal quiet time to, to speak to you or or maybe a time past where a, a book of the Bible has really influenced you. Um, so I'll let you take that. That is a great question. So I have a great answer. So at any time you want to interject, I'm just already pre-inviting you into it. Um, but asking a pastor their favorite book of the Bible, I'm not a parent, but maybe maybe it's asking a parent their favorite child. Like all of them is so different and unique, um, different genres and different um, occasions, etc. But one thing that the Lord has been speaking to me through his word is just this notion of future shot. And this thing is like, you know, in the world, I was talking about, you know, as a guy asking the girl out, but the Lord has led me to kind of redeem that. And when I say shoot your shot, it's similar to your spark your soul message. It's really saying yes to God, um, answering the call of God in your life, walking in, in obedience and doing that thing that God has been stirring in your heart to do. Whether it's starting a podcast, um, writing a book, writing a Bible study, uh, publishing your spoken word or your poems that you have in your closet somewhere or a YouTube channel. And the, the scripture that kind of goes with that. Um, because a lot of times we have this thing called imposter syndrome. And we're like, you know, what are people going to think? And I don't have a lot to start with. And I just say, just give, give God what you have. I reminded when Jesus fed the 5,000 plus with two fish and five loaves, they brought that small meal up to Jesus. And one of the disciples says, what is this among so many? And Jesus being Jesus said, just bring it to me. Paraphrasing a little bit. We said, bring it to me. And they gave God what they had. And Jesus used that little to minister to the multitudes. And you may be saying, well, I don't have all the right equipment or all the right connections. Just say yes to God and God would handle the risk. Um, kind of related. I like to listen to motivational speeches. And I, I was listening to Les Brown and he said something um, about what's the richest place on earth. And somebody, I think it was at a conference or something. And he, somebody said, it's the oil fields in the Middle East. 
Um, he was like, no, that's not it. Or it's where all the gold is in the countries in Africa. He said, no, the richest place on earth is the graveyard because there are books that haven't been written, businesses that were never started. And to bring it up to date, there's YouTube channels that haven't been started. There's podcasts that haven't been started. And so the thing that's been raining in my spirit is encouraging, empowering and equipping others to be all to be and do all that God has called them to be. And so that's why in 2020, I took this step with the podcast and hopefully in 2021, as I um, practice what I preach, I'm going to take the next step of writing a book. And so that's, that's what's been in my heart, just encouraging people to answer the call of God on their life. And God is so gracious that as we take a step of faith, he's going to be there with us. And all we got to do is if, you know, if a person doesn't like the term future shot, well, a more Christianese way of saying is to step out of the boat. Uh, Jesus called Peter to step out of the boat. And when Peter was walking in obedience and kept his eyes on Jesus, he was literally walking in water. And so the only way that you're going to walk on water or be successful is you got to get out of the boat and do that thing that God has called you to do. So that's one thing that has been in my heart. I encourage the students or whether, you know, you have a little fear about changing your major or you want to try something new, just go for it. Like the worst that can happen is a no. And you learn that maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. So, yes. I love it. Love all of that. Okay. So I want to back up and talk about, I want to dive in a little deeper into some of the things that you said. So you mentioned about um, having imposter syndrome, but then you also said uh, about the fishes and the loaves. And so I just love that you said that because if we try to do things on our own, we're human and we're frail, right? Right. We, our offering is not much, but when we give our offering to God, he does it far more abundantly than all that we can ask or all that we can think. And so I just love that. I love the, the message of shoot your shot because it is my message too. It's Sparkler's <laughs> whole message. Like what is the thing that God has placed in your heart? Because we all, once we are saved, we all have work to do. We don't work for our salvation, but once we, we are saved, there are good works that God has called each of us to do have been planned before the foundation of the universe. I mean, how cool is that? And so that we can walk in those things. um, I, I, I just think that that's great. So um, tell me how your podcast came to be. Were you, were you afraid? Did you, did you have, did you struggle with some imposter syndrome or did you just not know how all the things work? Cause I know for me personally, when I started the podcast, I did my first interview in 2017 and then I did, did more interviews in 2018, and my son had was in the Honors College at HBU, Houston Baptist University, and he had a podcast there, and he would come home every day, and I was listening to his podcast, because as every good mama does, she listens to her boys' podcast, um, and he was like, Mom, you so need to podcast, but I, I was like unsure about the technology. It didn't have all the things figured out, but you know, in, in my ministry and the way God's worked with me, I started off speaking, then writing, then podcasting. And so it was just like a little step. It's just like a little step of obedience and another step. How, what did that look like in your life, Paul? Exactly how you just said it. Just multiple steps of obedience, um, just one step at a time. Because before I get quite into that, the Lord kind of, I don't want to say convicted, maybe not as strong of a word as convicted, but I was convicted. The apostle Paul, he did so much ministry with paper and pen and not even the pens that we have today, but he did so much ministry with paper and pen. And here I am, I have 
social media. I have the internet. There's this thing called podcasts and all these other things. And I just want to be a good steward over all that God has, you know, allowed me to, to come in contact with by being in this generation. And so, yes, I dealt with that. Like it's, it's crazy because I've been preaching since um, the age of eight. I, like I said, I started a ministry at 19. I've read the Bible all the way through. And so I've been preaching it in big places um, with to um, various audiences, but still I had that imposter syndrome, even though it was just me, my computer, my mic in my closet. Uh, it was even to the point where it was my first time in 2020 taking my Instagram from private to public. Cause I just know when you do stuff publicly, there comes this chance of judgment comes this chance of criticism. And there also comes the chance of people just being mean. Like we live in an age now where it's um, when you lose publicly, sometimes there's like a shame in losing uh, publicly. Um, and so all that was kind of going in my mind. What would people think? Why would they want to listen to me and this and that? But I was like, all right, God, this is my avenue, another avenue to fulfill the Great Commission. This is another avenue of obedience. So I'm going to go forth and trust you with the results and leave it up to you. And to me, success, it's not about, you know, downloads and sponsors. All that is good. And yes, I would like that. But at the end of the day, I feel like as long as I or the listener, as long as you are being faithful, and you're being obedient to the call of God in your life, that is success in all caps. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Could not have said that any better because really <laughs> that is what it's all about is as, as being obedient. And when we are obedient in those small steps, like we, we talked about before the podcast began, you know, um, too much is given, much is required. And so right. the, more, the more opportunity we're, we're given, um, the more is required of us. So I just love your attitude of just being faithful to God and um, maybe being scared or not having it all figured out and just taking that next step to do the thing that he's called you to. So I know that you, um, you know, get to talk to college students all, all the time. Um, and I have a friend who started a podcast Mary Snyder, it's to speakers. And one of the things that she's been asking people, Mary, I'm going to borrow this question for a second, because I really, I like the question. Um, I was actually asked this question on, on somebody else's podcast. And, um, and so I'm going to go ahead and ask it here, Paul, if you, if you could, let's say you were asked to go speak at Joel Osteen's church, because I'm trying to think of like the biggest place in Houston where you could speak the George R. Brown Astro World. I mean, I don't even know where the everybody plays Minute Maid Park. If you could just like the biggest venue in Houston, if you could go speak there and, and you had the stage, what is the message that you would share? Wow. I love that question. On that stage, I would say nothing about my podcast, nothing about Paul. And I'll honestly, I would just preach the gospel. I will let them know that, you know, uh, we was created and, and, and we had sin. We have a fallen nature because of our first parents, Adam and Eve. They disobeyed. And so uh, we was doomed for hell. But God being rich in his mercy, rich in love, he sent his son Jesus to die for us. And because of Jesus, when we put our faith in him, when we say yes to him, we can have a reconciled relationship with Jesus Christ. And so I would tell them, John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his son. Um, he didn't just stop at loving them, but he proved it with action by sending his son to die for them. And so that's the message that I would that I 
I would say I would point them to Jesus because one quote is really stuck with me. And I probably say this in that sermon or speeches. If you have everything but Jesus, you have absolutely nothing. But if you have nothing but Jesus, you have everything. And now if you will say in this in this um, in this talk, if everybody there was already saved, then I would go with a shooter shot message. But the gospel is first place. That's right. That's right. I love, I'm so glad that you said that because that's exactly the the way that I answered it because that is oh, cool. the most important thing right now. Um, it's not about me. It's not about you. Um, it's about Jesus and um, it's about the gospel. Um, you know, I just have 2020, if it has done nothing else for me, what it has done for me is given me an urgency even more so to tell people about Jesus right. um, because God doesn't want anyone to perish. And, and it, it's, it's our responsibility to tell people it's the great commission. And we so beautifully get to do that through podcasting. So I, I'm glad that that's what you said. And I think that's a perfect <laughs> place to end this interview. Pastor Paul, I just love the work that you're doing with the, the young people at our church and the next generation of leaders and with your podcast and all the things. So thank you so much for coming on by his grace today and uh, sharing with my audience. And thank you so much for having me and keep inspiring people to spark this. So so thank you. It's been an honor. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining me today on by his grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there. <laughs>